Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals, and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Danielle. And welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast, Episode 40. For the past few months, I know this is going to be a huge surprise to everybody. But we've literally only been talking about GDPR and website policies. (laughs) I know. I actually just sent an email to someone who mentioned GDPR in a joking way in an email. And I wrote, never write those letters to me again. (laughs) Too early. It's too early early. for jokes. That's exactly right. But now that the deadline has passed, I feel like maybe we need to talk about another legal topic, maybe. Maybe like sponsored content contracts. Yay, they're kind of my favorite. I know, you love those. And I feel like we, I mean, I think the last time we actually talked about this was in episode five, where we kind of gave our overview of influencer marketing contracts. But we've been seeing some new stuff happening um, in our practice at Hashtag Legal, and we wanted to revisit the topic so people can get an idea of some of the trends that we're seeing and changes to sort of the standard influencer marketing contract. I love this topic so much. So I'm pretty excited to talk about this. And it may be somewhat reactionary that I don't want to talk about GDPR. So any legal topic seems a little bit better. Do you think we could talk about something way more fun before we talk about sponsored content contracts though? I think we should. I think we should talk. It is June. (gasps) June means... It's our birthdays. Yay. (laughs) You did some, what did you do this past weekend? I know you did some fun stuff for your birthday. So for everybody who doesn't know, Jamie and I were born a mere 26 days apart. I'm older and wiser. Um, (laughs) For my birthday, so I've done two kind of major events. First, the day before my birthday, we went to a local lion habitat and I got to feed a giraffe, which was really, really cool. I think the guy thought we were there for my son, who was like four and a half. And I was like, oh, no, no, this is for my birthday. We just let him come along. And then I think he understood kind of the dynamic a little bit better. Um, So we got to see like a whole bunch of lions, some of which were related to the MGM lion, you know, the one who roars. No way. Yeah. (laughs) 
didn't tell me. As a side note, I'd like everyone in the audience to know that you should have seen our Slack channel when Danielle announced that this is what she was doing amongst all of our employees. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. I think that we have one other person on the team who was like, yay, animals. And other people were like, I do not get this. I do not get this at all. And they were kind of on my husband's side who is team like antibacterial stuff, like hand sanitizer, team hand sanitizer. And then there's me who is like, give the giraffe kisses. Um, (laughs) So I did that. And then this past weekend, I feel super lucky. It was one of those moments that I was on the computer at the right time on Facebook at the right time because somebody had these really amazing seats become available for the local tour for Hamilton, which I have never seen. And my husband is a huge history buff. So we went and I got to see Hamilton and we had this like these really cool box seats. It was an amazing show. So now I finally get what all the hype is about like what three years late. I don't even know how late I am to the party, but it was amazing. So I've had a couple of birthday celebrations, one with giraffes, one with history. It was cool. I love June. I know. What do you have planned for yourself? I will be in Portland, Oregon for World Domination Summit. Are you going to get more tattoos? I I know what Portland means to you. I am actually. That is what I'm doing for myself for my birthday in Portland. But I've already informed my family that they are to both celebrate me before and after the trip. So we'll see. They don't ever listen, though. Is this the time when you're going to get my name tattooed? I thought we were going to do that in Chicago. I mean, it would be a nice surprise if you had it early. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I have a couple girlfriends around here local who are going to take me to dinner. That's already planned because girls are amazing like that. I don't know what else is going to happen besides traveling to Portland, which is one of my favorite places to go. I do love that city. And World Domination Summit is a very fun event. And I am getting a tattoo. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'll have to report back in July and let you know all the things I've done. We'll have to post a picture of your tattoo. Yeah. Oh, I'll do that in the HQ. Everyone's going to be like, please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'll just post a picture of the giraffe. Have I already done that? I'll post five more. Oh, do that. I think you need to put that in the HQ. I like that. Because giraffe tongues are so cool. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> You're like, uh, no. I'm gonna leave that to you. <laughs> I think everybody now knows what team I'm on, which is your husband's team, and that is team antibacterial. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we got in the car, he was like literally pouring it all over everybody. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I got to feed a giraffe. He's like, you have so many germs right now. <laughs> oh, I would have been bathing in it. Like I would have just doused myself in bleach. We would have called it a day. That's so funny. I don't do well with nature. That's why where I live is all concrete. <laughs> when I go to the suburbs, my children, my children will see, they used to see the backyard and they're like, why do they have a park in the back of their house? I love it. That is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But I think we need to talk about, we need to talk about contracts now, which is um, not as fun as birthday celebrations, but I think we have some good info. I don't know. I think you might be wrong there because I kind of love them a lot. So (laughs) I assume everybody likes contracts as much as I do. That's safe to assume. Let's go with it. Okay. So what we want to do is run through a lot of things that we see in contracts and some of the trends that we're noting, as Jamie said at the start, some things are a little bit more review content and then other pieces are I don't want to say people are trying to sneak things in because I don't think that that's the case. I think people are becoming more aware, but these are things that we want our audience to know when you are negotiating your contracts, things that you can look for, maybe some red flags if it isn't something that you are aligned with, shall we say. So the first thing that we want to talk about is the term. So when you see the word term in your contracts, 
That refers to the effective dates for the contract. It will often say that a contract is effective as of the date signed and then expires on a set date. And the reason why we want to bring this up, and we will talk about this a bit more in a bit, is we just want to make sure that people are aware of what these terms are and make sure that they are reasonable for when you're going to be performing the work because the end date may also impact what your exclusivity period is. So this has become something that has been really important in terms of making sure you know when your exclusivity ends. Um, and just to tie on to that with exclusivity, this is still something that's really hotly negotiated. We want to make sure that you know what categories you're going to be exclusive in. But what we're seeing in conjunction with the term of the agreement is we're seeing that a lot of companies are now asking for exclusivity both prior to and subsequent to the post date. And this can be a little bit tricky because sometimes we know that there are rush campaigns out there. So if they're coming to you two weeks before your post date, but you're giving them exclusivity for 60 days prior to your post date, you want to make sure that you go back and ensure that you haven't posted anything prior to entering into that contract. Um, just be really aware of when that is and then make sure you know when it ends so that you can measure when you can start posting about other companies in that topic again. Another area we get a lot of questions about is intellectual property. And we're mostly talking here about copyrights. Um, not really so much the trademark aspect, but this is more who owns and has rights to the content that the influencer is creating. The first thing we want to point out is you always want to make sure that you take a look and see who owns the copyright. If you see the words work for hire, that means that the brand that's paying the influencer to create the content will own the copyright, which typically means the influencer is not able to do anything with that content without receiving a license back from the brand in order to do something with the content. And so then the next question that always follows from that is, well, what is a license? So li what licensing is, is when you are giving or selling the rights in your copyrighted content to somebody else. And there's a lot of different things you can do to license. Some of the most common ways and the ways that we see a lot in influencer marketing campaigns is the right to display. So essentially you're giving another party the right to display the content that you've created. Another common one, which is legalese and why I'll, I'll touch on it, is something called a derivative work. This is a licensing right that means you can create something out of what you've already created. So the most common example that I use are the Harry Potter books turned into the Harry Potter movies. Those are the derivative work. And so it's really important that you understand who has what rights. If the content creator or the influencer maintains the rights, you also need to be aware of what rights you're letting the brand who you're creating the content for use. So have an understanding of that because if you create something and you only intended for the brand to be able to display it on their website or social media channels and then you turn around and you see a picture that you took in a magazine, that's completely different. So it's important that you sort of understand what that means. And so you want to make sure that you know who owns it and what the depth of the license is. The other issue that we see 
is deletion of content. This goes hands in hand with intellectual property rights. And this question is asked a lot. And in the past actually wasn't really in most influencer marketing contracts for sponsored content. Whether or not you can delete content, you have to first check your contract. If you delete your content that you've created, you need to make sure that you have permission to do so. And if your agreement is silent, always ask. So sometimes influencers will want to take all the branded content out and they will just want to leave up, for example, if you've created a recipe and that recipe has been on your site for some time and you want to go back through maybe six months after and you just want to pull all the branded content out, check your contract before doing that to make sure. And if you don't know, reach out to the brand and ask. We have been seeing more provisions lately that allow an influencer to either delete the content or take out the branded content and make it more of an evergreen post that just lives on your site. But like I said, just make sure you have permission. The next area where we are starting to see a lot of changes is the representations and warranties. So first of all, what is that? Representations and warranties are essentially things that you are guaranteeing to be true when you sign the contract. We're seeing a couple of recent additions here that we want to make sure you are aware of because if you are saying that these things are true, if they are not at the time that you sign the contract, then that's potentially something you could be held in breach for, which is really going to expose you to a lot of liabilities. So if these things are not true, you definitely need to ask to make changes to them. There's two that I think we've seen a lot of. One of them is it will state that I represent and warrant that I am in compliance with all applicable data laws and will follow all other appropriate legislation. The way that this used to be phrased was essentially that you would be compliant with all legislation, which for many people was not only about, you know, disparagement and libel, things like that, but it also really got into FTC disclosures. But now what we are seeing is applicable data laws. Friends, that may mean GDPR. Make sure that if you are signing something that has that, that you are compliant with GDPR. It's really important because that's just one of those things where you don't want to agree to it if you are not. And we'll link to all of our past GDPR episodes in the show notes just so that you have access to those. Just make sure that it's something that you are kind of on the lookout for. Next is we're seeing different things and it's phrased a lot of different ways, but it essentially wants to make sure that you have not purchased followers and that your engagement is authentic. It may say that you have not purchased followers, but it may also say that you aren't doing anything to unnaturally boost the post. And that could mean things like blogger support groups, comment pods, etc. So make sure that you are aware aware of any restrictions that may be there in terms of how you are promoting that content as well, because you don't want to have a problem after the fact if a brand comes to you and says, we think that you were engaging in inauthentic activity to help boost your numbers. Another new trend that we've been seeing are likeness releases, which in the past, I hadn't really seen much included in the sponsored content contracts. What is a likeness release? A likeness release essentially is giving another party permission to use either your image or what is also referred to as your biography, which could be a number of things and is typically defined. But a lot of times it's your name or your website. Sometimes it can be age. It really depends on what it is being used for. And so it's really important that you take a look at what the likeness release is giving permission for the brand to use. 
use. So there's a few things to look at. You want to look at the duration, which means how long can this brand use your image? Sometimes it's, and what I typically find to be the most fair, is really during the duration of the campaign, particularly if you may appear in some of the images um, in the content that you're creating, the brand wants to make sure that they have permission to use those images and not just from the image perspective or the copyright perspective, but also from your actual image. That's important as well. So make sure it's not too long. They can't use your image for the next two years. Um, if the campaign is lasting maybe a month, that, that would probably require a little bit of extra money or some negotiation on your part. The other thing to really take a look at is the scope of the release. What can they use it for? Can it be used only in connection with the campaign? Can they use these images for to put up a billboard in Times Square? It's really important that you have an understanding of how your image can be used, particularly if the, if the duration is a little bit longer. And you also want to know what you're giving permission for a brand to use. Like I said, image is fairly simple because it's typically your image, like a picture of you, can be other things, but that's pretty standard. But the biography can frequently be broad or narrow. And so these are all great negotiation points and a good understanding for you to know how a brand is going to be using both your image and your biography. One of the next pieces is how you can disclose your client relationships. So one of the things that we talk about a lot in our case study training, Closing Strong, is whether or not you can discuss the clients that you have worked with. And you may think of these as as seen in or as partnered with. It could be a logo listed in your media kit. It could be something that you have on your website. If you plan to disclose the relationships, so whether or not it's in online, in paper, wherever, if you are putting their logo or their company name down, you want to make sure that you have permission. So we have seen some contracts that will specifically, very explicitly state, you cannot list this for publicity purposes. So if you have a contract like that, make sure that you are either negotiating that out or that you are not listing their logo. Or if it's something where you know you want to list it, also make sure that you have that included in your contract. That way you don't have to go back and ask for permission. And the last topic we want to talk about are those FTC disclosures. As the FTC is becoming more and more interested in influencer marketing, a lot of brands and agencies are now requiring very specific disclosure language. I've seen this in an exhibit or an attachment to a contract where some brands and agencies can have pages of guidelines. So it's very important that you have an understanding of what that brand wants you to use for your FTC disclosure language. Because I know every person who is listening is obviously disclosing clearly and conspicuously, but sometimes the brands or the agencies have specific language they want you to use. So just make sure that you review your contract to verify what their requirements are. And if you have questions, ask. Um, sometimes we have some clients who may look at some disclosure language and they may want to change it a little bit. Just get permission. Uh, as long as you are meeting those clear and conspicuous requirements, then brands tend to be fairly amenable to making sure that it is it flows freely within whatever content that you're creating for them. We know that was quite a list and perhaps you don't feel quite as passionate 
about contracts as I do. And as Jamie is, we get it. So we created our sponsored content contracts specifically for people who are in the influencer marketing space. And our contract template was just updated to ensure that you are covered for all of the things that we discuss in this episode. If you need to get a copy of it, you can visit us at businessease.com slash sponsored content contract. And we will make sure we have a link for that in the show notes as well. And for show notes, you can go to businessease.com slash episode 40. Please make sure you come visit us in the HQ at businessease.com slash HQ. I am pretty sure there is going to be a picture of a giraffe in there once we air this episode so that everybody can take a look at that because I'm sure that you are very curious. And we would love to hear from you there if you have any questions on sponsored contracts. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.